We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, we all know it's been a tumultuous season for Nebraska so far. Two and three, they just beat Indiana, uh, but still two and three overall. One to one in conference play, but we're kind of used to tumult right now, at least the last five, six years. A place that's not used to tumult, Sip, is Wisconsin, who finds himself at two and three overall and 0 and two in conference play. And to get an update on everything that's happening there with Paul Christ out, what's next with the hunt for the job, is Jeff Patrikas of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Let's let's go back quickly to Sunday before we get to Saturday against Illinois, that, that loss. Your level of surprise when at around 3.45, 4 o'clock, the news is out that Paul Christ is fired. Were you shocked? Were you expecting it? What, take us back to that moment, Jeff. Well, you know, we had talked to the athletic director before the Illinois game, uh, Chris McIntosh, and... And McIntosh worked under, played under Barry Alvarez, worked under Barry Alvarez. And like Barry, McIntosh is a guy that tends to say, I'm going to let my coaches work through difficult times. And he said, hey, we're good. We're gonna, we'll wait till the end of the season to look at things. And I checked with a couple people Sunday morning after the loss to Illinois and got the same feedback, said, hey, there's going to be no changes today. The coaches were meeting. Um, reviewing the Illinois game, all the assistants were. Paul went to his office that day thinking everything was going to be fine. And then that changed when McIntosh thought about it overnight and decided to, to make a move. It was extremely out of character for UW, for the department, not just football, because they have never fired a coach that I can remember in season in any sport. Interesting. Jeff Patrikas joins us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So it begs the question, Jeff. I mean, you. Barry Alvarez has his imprint all over that program. What? Where was he on this? Was he? Did he have a hand in this? Did was he consulted? What? What do you know about that dynamic, Barry Alvarez? Yeah, he he let you know McIntosh was the guy he brought in um, years ago to succeed him, and that's eventually what happened. And he let McIntosh go with his gut, and McIntosh has not provided a lot of details um, as to what what changed in his mind. But I do know that the loss to Illinois and the way it happened shook a lot of people. Uh, I mean, and I know people have said, well, it's Brett Bielema coming back, and that was embarrassing. I don't think that had anything to do with that. I don't think it mattered who was on the other sideline as the head coach. What mattered was all week long the players after the loss to Ohio State had said, look, man, we're going to come out with a response. You guys just wait. We're going to play hard. We're going to get this thing turned around. They're down 14-10 at halftime. Paul Chris says to his players, it's time to draw a line in the effing stand. Let's take a stand. Hmm. And they go out and they get dominated in the second half. They don't score. Hmm. And they turn the ball over. So I, I think that shook people. And and then you got the Jim Leonard factor. Jim Leonard's been the guy people wanted to be the, the eventual successor. Eventual. Now this gives him seven regular season games to show whether he's up to the task. What do you think has to happen for Jim Leonard? Is there is there a win total attached to that conversation? What I mean, what's that picture have to look like, Jeff? I would I would you know people have asked me that, and I'll answer you the same way I've answered them. 
I don't even put a number on it. I don't say he's got to win A, B, or C games. What I say is this. At the end of the season, the, ad, the supporters, the administrators, everybody around the football program, what they need to be able to do is say, you know what? Jim took over a really difficult situation. We don't care what the record was, but at the end of the season, the football team looked like a good football team. Fewer penalties, more physical, a team that got stronger as the game went on as opposed to a team that faltered as the game went on. They've only scored 14 points in the second half of their three losses. Nothing against Washington State, nothing against Illinois, 14 in the fourth quarter against Ohio State long after the game had been decided. So they have not been able to battle back. They have not handled adversity well. So they, people just want to see progress. They want to see a team that, that, can, that is tough again. And Jim has talked about that. So number of wins I don't think matters. Now, if they lose all seven games, then you have a hard time selling Jim Leonard as, as the successor to Paul Chris. Speaking of progress, joined by Jeff Patrick's Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I mean, there's just some stats that are shocking for Nebraska fans to see regarding Wisconsin. I, I go back to Saturday in the 34-10 loss to Illinois at home. 24 carries for two yards. I, I've never heard anything like that at a program like Wisconsin. Like, what's, what's up with that? What, what's going on with the run game? Like, where did it go, Jeff? You weren't here in 2015 when they got minus 26 against Northwestern. <laughs> oh, I forget that one. <laughs> um, I, think, I think there's a couple things that work. It's interesting because the offensive line last year and the offensive line coach, Joel Rudolph, took a lot of heat from, people, from fans. And people were not sad to see Rudolph go. That crew, when they turned their season around <laughs> with a six-game um, winning streak in Big Ten play, they averaged about 278 rushing yards per game. So the only thing I can pinpoint on, because there's, there's been instability in offensive line. They've had four starting lineups this season out of five games because of injury. So that, that's one thing. But they hired a new offensive coordinator in the offseason. Bobby Ingram you know, came, came over from the Ravens. If you look at it, I, I think there's something going on there in terms of I don't know if the staff is all on the same page with, with what's going on with the offense. Because there was, there was a sequence in the game against Illinois, they're down 34 to 10. They get a kickoff and a penalty, a kickoff return, good return and a penalty at their own 45-yard line to start the game. They haven't run the ball the entire game. This is midway through the third quarter. They run a play with a tailback, run a play with a tailback, run a jet sweep. They're facing fourth and two, and then they decide to pass. At my, in my opinion, at that point in the game, you, you haven't run all day. You've got to put the ball in your quarterback's hands. And I just think there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And I've written about it this week. I'm really curious to see if Jimmy sticks, Jim Leonard sticks with the same people calling the plays, mm. with, with England calling the plays this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. He hasn't said yes. He hasn't said no. Interesting. I just think there's something going on there. Jeff Patrikas joins us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We'll talk, we're talking about what's happened at Wisconsin. So let's zoom out. So I think the record is 15 and 10. Paul Chris' record was 15 and 10 since the COVID year, 2020. Nine and eight in the Big Ten. I think I have those numbers right. 15 and 10 and nine and eight. It's fallen off. What? Zoom out. What? What? Why is it falling off? In 20, well, 2020 was a rough year for everybody. They, you know, they finished. I forget what their eventual record was. Four and three. But four and three. Yeah, I four remember. And three. I remember the next camp talking to guys. Um, in preseason camp, and some of them, you know, they don't say this during the season, 
but they'll say it the next year. Some of them said that when they would go to practice that year, they didn't know who the hell was going to be available for practice. They were talking about like 15, 20, 25 guys unavailable. Mm -hmm. So that, that was really disruptive here. And if you remember Nebraska, the Nebraska game was one of the ones they had to cancel that one in Purdue. So that was just a very disruptive year. 2021, they had a good defense. Um, It took a while for their offensive line to gel, but that was quarterback play. They just, they did not get good quarterback play. That really thwarted their season early against Notre Dame, against Penn State, and to a lesser extent against Michigan. Those three games they lost early. Um, this year, it's been a mix of things. They lost eight starters on defense. So the defense hasn't been as solid as it's been in the past. It wasn't against Illinois. They gave up some big plays they shouldn't have against Illinois. It wasn't against Washington, Washington State in key stretches. So you have that, you have an offense that's dysfunctional, and you just don't have a good mix to win games. And that's why they're 2-3 and three at this point. Regarding the future, Jeff, I'm curious. So it sounds like Jim Leonard is the choice as long as he doesn't you know, lose seven straight games to end the season. Now, if, if for some reason that happens and you go to number two, is Lance Leipold number two? Like, what, Where's the hunt go if Jim Leonard's not the answer by the end of this season? Who's this Leipold guy? What has he done lately? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never heard of the guy, right? <laughs> Yeah, let's put it this way. The analogy I've used is Wisconsin officials are sitting at a poker table and they have just pushed every chip they have in front of them in the middle on Jim Leonard. That's that's what they're doing. It, it, it's kind of not, not completely identical, but it's, it's a similar situation. When Bo Ryan retired as men's basketball coach in the 15-16 season, Greg Gard had about 20-ish games to show what he could do. He showed he was up to the task. He got the full-time job. That's what's going on with Jim Leonard. Different circumstances, but that's what's going on with Jim. If it doesn't work out with Jim, um, you know, Chris McIntosh has not said anything beyond that. He's not going to reveal what he's, what's going on in his head. But Lance Leipold would certainly, surely, it should be one of his first calls. How big a name is Lance in that state? I mean, how, how much does that name resonate with Wisconsin people? Uh, they're very familiar with obviously what he did at UW Whitewater. Um, if you if you really if for those who really dig down into Lance's resume, they know he was a grad assistant under Barry, and you know they're smart enough to watch you know TV and realize, wow, Kansas has been irrelevant for for more than a decade, and this guy's got them ranked. So people are well aware of of his reputation and that he is from the state. Jeff Patrikas joins us. One more from me, Jeff, uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Who's winning the West? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I just it's interesting you you asked me that because last night I cut up some strips of paper, I put um, seven names on and put them in a hat. I haven't pulled it out yet because I have no idea. <laughs> you cut up strips of paper. <laughs> Jeff, is there... I actually, it was eight strips of paper. The eighth one I pulled out was no one knows. <laughs> is there any chance that Illinois could pull it off? I mean, they look good against you guys Saturday. Could, could Brett Bielema I, actually have, make them win the West? I have not looked at their schedule, to be honest with you, to yeah. see um, what you know how friendly a schedule it is. But, I mean, they're playing really good ball. But they, I wrote that they were playing really good ball before they came. Madison, because mm-hmm. I, I watched some tape. And the one thing that concerned me was their pass defense. And Wisconsin attacked them early through the air. And that's, you know, this gets back to what I talked about with the offense. 
Wisconsin hit them early, drove it right down their throats with, with some big pass plays, and then just relied too much, in my opinion, on the run. And then when they got behind, then Illinois attacked them with a really good front and got after the quarterback. Jeff, always good stuff. Thank you for your time this morning, and we will chat with you again down the road. All right, guys. Have a good day. Great stuff. Jeff Patrikas, <sighs> Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Good insight there on the situation at Wisconsin. Two takeaways. You can't, you can't put this all on Mertz, Graham Mertz. You just can't do it. I mean, there's, they, got, they got myriad problems. So it's not as simple as saying, yeah, I mean, bad quarterback play. No, they got a lot of, they got a lot of issues. Uh, that's that's one big takeaway. The other big takeaway is they're all in on Leonard. It's a different situation here, as we established yesterday. They're all in on Jim Leonard. Um, that's he he doesn't. I don't think he has to win much. You know, I don't. I don't think he'll have to win a bunch of games. It's not like I it's mean, not like what we're saying about Mickey Joseph yeah. at Nebraska, where he got probably has to get to a bowl game. Nobody's saying that about Jim Leonard. No, he said in you know hypothetically that you're basically putting all your chips on the table. Yeah. All on Jim Leonard. Now, what if he goes 0-7, though? Oh, not, yeah, he's not, he's yeah, not going to. Right. He'll beat Northwestern, I'm sure, this week. I would think so. Third takeaway, actually. Illinois' pass defense not too good. Where's Nebraska the strongest? They can pass. They can chuck it deep. Yeah, they can chuck. Go deep, Trey. Yeah. Go deep, Trey. Oh, this could get interesting. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting two months of football action in this conference. Let's play the game. She'll give us a call right now at 464-5685. Your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe, you are one and one on the week. Uh, 17 and seven is the record. Is that right? I think you're right. 18 and seven. Eight, yeah. It's 18 and seven. Jake. You, you wrote it down. So yeah, it's 18 and seven. 18 and seven. Um, native countries of famous bands and artists. Oh, Great. Where are these uh, bands or singers from? Now we're talking. I'll give you a hint. No, no answers are the USA. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. That 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 fair enough. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call to take down Sip and Trivia. How do you feel about uh, native countries of famous artists or singers? I feel good about it. I do. Really good? Yeah. Gonna get to two and one on the week at all? I would like to think so. I'd love to get. I mean, nineteen and seven sounds great. Okay, right? nineteen and seven yeah, sounds so, it great. Does, sounds really, it sounds really good. Yeah, we got Alex in the line. Alex, how do you feel about native countries of famous bands or singers? I feel great. Okay, you, you guys both feel really good. So let, let's see if you can prove that with a good performance. Alex, first question goes to you. What country was ACDC from? Um, Australia. Oh, Australia. Ooh, would not have gotten that. What would you have guessed? I UK. That's fair. Guess wrong, but Australia is correct. All right, sip for the tie. What country was Rihanna born and raised in? Oh, I know this, the Caribbean. That's not a country. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's an area. Um. Oh God. 
Rihanna. Barbados. About that. A place you love, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I just had to put it together in my Barbados head. Barbados is correct for yes. Rihanna. Yes. That's well done. Thank you. Okay, Alex, for the lead, your last question. What country is Shakira from? Oh, got it. Oh. I am Venezuela. Oh. God. By the way, you get a lot of crap from the text on your Caribbean guesses. It's not a country. <laughs> I know, but I got it. You're lucky I gave you a chance there. Ugh. Are you going to go for Shakira or not? It is not Venezuela. It is. I'm stealing it. I'm doing it. Colombia. Oh, he took a risk and he got it right. The game is not over yet. He can still miss this and you can steal it, Alex. So let's see if you can close it out, Sip. 2-1 lead for the win. What country is Enrique Iglesias from? He must be a sp Spain. <laughs> Look at him go. Look at him go. <laughs> you felt good going in. I did. And you were right. Congrats. Alex, we'll get you a bag of coffee. Thanks for calling in and call in down the road. You bet. We'll see you in Okaboja next summer, Jake. All right. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. I know Alex. I think I don't want to know about that. I know Alex. All Alex right. is a good man. Uh, that was fun. Good job. Great topic. Um, great topic. Don't know how I got Shakira, but got it. You want to guess uh, for the tiebreaker what Shakira's age is? Yeah, sure. I'll guess that she is Shakira. Shakira, 38. 45. Oh, man. Getting up there. She's not 50 yet. No. She's 45. Okay. Uh, that's a W. That's 19 That's a nice win. That's a nice win. Thank you. Two and one on the week. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a good, generally that was a good win. Yeah, genuinely. Genuinely a good win. That was a good topic. Too. You wouldn't, but you would not have had Australia for ACDC. Uh -uh. No, then I, I got to file that in my memory because you'll come back to that at some point. ACDC Australia, ACDC Australia should be easy to remember that. Didn't know that. Well, you didn't have to worry about no it. No bands from the UK. No bands from Ireland, huh? Am I get Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. Caribbean. I mean, the Caribbean's not. <laughs> I know, it's but I got area. it. I got it. See, we've been there. You're lucky. I I said, well, give me a country in the Caribbean. Yeah. I got it. I got it. That's the key. Uh, by the way, before we get to break and the spillover, a couple things. Lower the music here. I I have I have a nice person on the YouTube. I'm gonna throw this on YouTube real quick. Okay. This is a very nice gesture by somebody. Okay. Okay. Um. This is from Lisa. This is about 20 minutes ago, Lisa put this up, uh, put on the stream. Okay. Lisa says this. I have two tickets for the Rutgers game that I can't make it to. Do you guys know someone deserving of them? Oh. If you are out in the New Jersey area or someone that's planning to travel mm -hmm. and don't have tickets yet, let us know. Okay. Shoot me a text or shoot us a text at 464-5685 and uh, we'll see if we can get you hooked up with Lisa. Yeah. If you're, if you're anywhere out there on the coast and you want to go. You know, up in the northeast. Lisa's got two tickets for you. Yeah, would you say that's northeast? Yeah. Well, we yeah, it's, that's north, yeah, that's northeast. It is yeah. out there on the seaboard. There we go. If that's you're, if not, you're out there on the seaboard, um, yeah, that's not that's super nice of Lisa. It is. Bring me nice also too. One more time. I've I've said this the last couple of days. I'll say it again. This Friday and Saturday, there's an event at Haymarket Park. 
It is called Sip Nebraska. This is named after you. It's so not named it, after it's, me. It is your name. Don't do that. Sip Nebraska. Don't do that to them. Sip Nebraska has a bunch of different local breweries from across this. Actually, statewide, not just local, but statewide mm-hmm. breweries, wineries, distilleries. Nice. And if you go on Friday or Saturday, get a pass. You could drink all the different stuff for free. And you walk around the concourse at Haymarket Park. Mm-hmm. On Friday, if you want to go, you can watch the game on on the screen. They get the big jumbo jumbotron. Mm-hmm. We'll show Nebraska Rutgers at six p.m. Is that right? Yes, on Saturday Friday night. Friday. Yeah. So how about this? That's call, Friday night. Yeah. Caller seven today. Yeah, I'm getting more call. Caller seven, right now at four six four five six eight five. We'll win for Friday night for Friday's game. For Friday's uh, SIP Nebraska event. You win two passes to that. Wow, that'd be fun that? for free. If you don't win the passes, you can still go take your wife, take your friend, take your your significant other, and go to sipnebraska.com, purchase tickets today. How would that not be fun? It'd be a blast. You should do it. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be in Piscataway yeah, or well, New Brunswick or wherever the hell the game they play. I don't know. I, I hear different places. Hopefully, I'll find the right place. It's in Piscataway. Okay, it's not New Brunswick? Nope. Sipnebraska.com. See you out there Friday and Saturday. Should be a fun time. 4, 4 to 11 p.m., on Friday and 1 to 10 p.m. on Saturday. Thank you. Great time. The Spillover is next on Early Break in the Ticket.